0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tom Barber and I'm an extension weed scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today for this podcast episode, I'm going to focus on corn weed control programs and the importance to start clean, use residuals. And include multiple herbicide modes of action where possible. I will also touch on grain sorghum weed control and answer a few questions I've been getting the last couple of weeks on potential carryover issues of our various herbicides to both corn and grain sorghum. First, I uh, would like to talk about uh, carryover from a herbicide called Select or any herbicide that contains an active ingredient Clethenium. So due to the increased spread of glyphosate resistant ryegrass from South Arkansas to North Arkansas over the last several years, uh, we get calls questioning the replant interval for select or clethodim herbicide products. So any product containing clethodim have become a key component to these burn-down applications for ryegrass over these several years, again, uh, because glyphosate resistant ryegrass has become so prevalent. The recommended rate for ryegrass control in our burn down programs with Select Max is 16 ounces per acre. And the replant interval to both corn or grain sorghum to that rate is 30 days. But we have to remember formulations. And if you didn't use the name brand product Select Max, which is a one pound per gallon formulation, you likely used a generic. So some generic clethodoms are two pounds per gallon active, and there may be some that are three pounds per gallon. of of active ingredient uh, clethidin. So it's important to know which formulation of clethidin was applied, but as long as it is equivalent of the rate of 16 ounces of Select Max, which would be eight ounces of a two pound generic, the 30-day replant interval applies. If higher rates are used, then likely more time will be required prior to planting corn or grain sorghum, or you can see some carryover injury Uh, or injury potential, we'll have some injury potential. We are currently updating our uh, replant guide, which is the MP519 publication. So look for it soon on our website, which is www.uada.edu, for more information on that in the future. And you can go to the search bar on that website and just type MP519, uh, and that publication uh, will pop up and be available to you. Also, there will be several of these in your local county agent office. So you can uh, go to your local county extension office and uh, pick those up. So when we look at corn weed control and compare corn to other crops, uh, really, in my opinion, corn is absolutely the easiest one to develop a herbicide program that deals with the weeds uh, that we have to deal with in Arkansas, which includes pigweed. Where we really get in trouble with corn though is when we don't put a pre-emerge out or an at planting herbicide out, and then we get behind because there's so many things to do uh, during that time of year, all kinds of crops that we want to plant and get in the ground in a timely fashion, we forget about that corn that we planted. And when we get back to the field with the sprayer, our weeds are six to eight inches tall. And I can tell you time and time again, where I see scenarios like this playing out, uh, driving across the state every year. One thing to keep in mind, the first six weeks following corn emergence is absolutely critical from a weed control standpoint to make sure we maintain our optimum yield production and reduce competition, and again, which protects our corn yields uh, from weed competition or uh, interference. So most growers I talk to want to accomplish their corn weed control programs in one shot or one herbicide application that includes multiple products. And again atrazine as we have always stated is still a backbone of any of our corn herbicide programs. And like I said earlier there are many products that work and uh, there are many ways we can develop a herbicide program and it's more or less what I'd call easy. Uh, It's just the timing that uh, That really kills us. So again, um, I like, and we've been recommended uh, for the last several years to put a residual out at planting. And it doesn't have to be anything major. It can be a metolachlor herbicide. Uh, Due to the recent finding of metolachlor resistant pigweed populations, I would say that uh, if you're in one of those uh, farming regions, which would be in Northeast Arkansas, where we have identified some of those, you know, you want to include another product. And atrazine is an easy, it's cheap, it's easy to include. So dual atrazine in those areas Uh, in other areas, you might could get by with just dual. Uh, But again, two products in any crop are better than one, especially where we have a severe pigweed infestation. So a pint of dual, a quarter atrazine, cheap, provides good residual to get us to our 12 inch stage or around V4, V5, uh, which is our atrazine cutoff for our post. So this two shot program, Uh, would look like again, a Verdict or a Dual or a Dual Plus Atrazine. Uh, Several things we can do there pre, come back by V4, V5, or 12 inch with our total post. Uh, It's not a total post, but uh, our complete post program is probably a better way to phrase that. And this two-shot program has always been the best over time when we look at comparison in any of our applied research trials. That two-shot program uh, will nine times out of 10, uh, provide our best weed control throughout the season, and also secure our higher corn yields uh, by harvest. And again, like I said, atrazine is the backbone of any corn herbicide program. Uh, we get two and a half quarts of atrazine we can use each year, and I think we should use uh, all of it, in my opinion. If we use some up front, like a quart, we get a quart and a half, uh, you know, in our post uh, post-application. And there's all kinds of different programs that we can develop that work in corn. And a lot of times we've got to cater them uh, to the weeds that we have. Uh, but just again, our general weeds in Arkansas, historically, uh, products like Halix GT, which uh, combine, which is a premixed mixed product of Roundup, uh, chlor and an HPPD, uh, Mesotrione, plus Atrazine is a complete program. Another popular one may be Roundup plus Caprino, which is the HPPD portion, uh, plus Atrazine. Um, Amazon. there are several HPPD products, Shieldex is a new one, that we can include in this post window, and all of them can work. Um, in my opinion, Morning Glories are starting to become more of an issue uh, than they have in the past. And mesotrione from a residual standpoint, in my opinion, has more morning glory activity uh, than some of the other HPPDs. So anything with mesotrione in it, uh, which is in Callisto and other products, again, generally based on our data, has a little better residual on morning glories. But we know morning glories, again, have been an increasing problem. And and a lot of it is just basically due to the fact that we're putting all of our herbicide out from a post-emergent standpoint Our big residual, uh, you know, mixing several modes of action is going out at V4 or V5 and sometimes earlier. And we expect that to last all season. Well, it's just not gonna happen. We can't put anything out that early that's gonna last from a residual standpoint all season. The reason the corn is predominantly clean is the corn will outgrow and shadow the ground, preventing light, preventing weed emergence. However, morning glories are very good at finding the holes in that corn canopy and will start emerging about mid-season, again, if that total post-program goes out around uh, V4, V5. So in our research, if you've got a morning glory uh, hole or a field that's just real bad with morning glories, putting a mesotryon or pallisto, again, halex GT is a popular mix over the years, out over 30-inch corn, if we get enough coverage, can many times Prevent those morning glories from coming up mid-season. Not all the time. I'd say you know you got about a fifty-fifty shot. Most of the time, we need to get break out the drop nozzles, which nobody has in the south. I think drop nozzles is a four-letter word in the south. But uh, you know we really got to get the drop nozzles out and get good coverage over the ground uh, later in the corn growing uh, window to to get that residual to prevent morning glories from coming up. But the later we plant, we we spray that meso. Mesotrion uh, mix, the more residual it's going to provide on Morning Glories, and then what comes up, we just have to deal with it harvest uh, with, with with harvest aids, uh, et cetera. So uh, again, two shots are better than one uh, with corn. It buys us time, timely applications are key using multiple products, which corn gives us the flexibility to use a lot of products we don't get to use in other crops. And so that's a good rotation standpoint. Where we get, where we hurt ourselves in a corn rotation in terms of pigweed control is we get our good yields, we put a good mix out that controls pigweed most of the year, corn starts drying down, light comes, breaks through the canopy, pigweed start coming up late season. And when, once we harvest the corn, we see those pigweed plants everywhere. And what we absolutely can't do if we're trying to reduce our pigweed population on the farm is let those pigweed go to seed. So whether it's coming through with a shredder or tillage equipment following harvest, uh, you know, every two weeks or putting a residual herbicide out uh, to prevent new flushes from going to seed, that's what we need to do. We need to protect our soil seed bank at the end of the corn growing season uh, from various pigweed populations that can can pop up late in the year. Uh, So that's really where we lose pigweed control with corn is actually after after harvest and that's hard it's a hard pill to swallow to spend more money that time of year because we're at the end of the season Uh, but it's really uh, providing insurance that we're not adding more pigweed seed to that soil seed bank and we'll talk more about that towards the end of the season on a podcast things that we can do uh, to prevent pigweed emergence late all right let's move on to grain sorghum and based on what i'm hearing and calls i've been getting i would say that grain sorghum acres are going to significantly increase in the state this year Uh, The biggest question I get or I've gotten lately on grain sorghum is about metribuzin carryover. Metribuzin is a herbicide we use on just, you know, basically probably 80 to 90 percent of our soybean ground now just because of our tremendous pigweed population that we're dealing with and resistance in those pigweed populations. So metribuzin is a key component in soybeans, goes over a lot of acres, uh, Trade names may be Tricor, it's in Boundary, various other products. Uh, And most of these Metribuzin product labels indicate a 12 to 18 month replant interval uh, following application to grain sorghum. So there's been a lot of concerns about whether or not we're able to plant grain sorghum on an acre uh, that we've used Metribuzin in a significant amount the last few years. And luckily we, uh, through uh, funding, through the Corn and Grain Sorghum Promotion Board, we published some research recently uh, and it was multi-year, multi-location research looking at various PS2 herbicides pre uh, for a potential atrazine replacement. Now atrazine, we hope, is not going anywhere, but you never know. Uh, you see various reports in the media uh, about you know atrazine and groundwater and, and whether EPA will re-register it or not from time to time. We don't think it's going anywhere. But uh, you do see those reports. So it was a concern we had, and we wanted to evaluate various PS2 herbicides to see if we could find a replacement. So metribuzin was included in this research. And we put it in, we sprayed it pre, and we put it in at uh, six ounces of, of a tricore equivalent uh, per acre, which is 0.25 pounds AI. It's what we looked at pre-two-grain uh, sorghum, along with various other PS2s. Now, the results over this period of time that we conducted this research showed that we did get a little injury Uh, at the end of the year. uh, Overall, most of the PS2s, other than atrazine, reduced yield maybe between five and eight percent. It was not uh, significant in some cases, some cases it was. But again, that's putting metribuzin out pre or at planting, not the year before. So, you know, based on that research and conversations with others and their experiences, I feel like that, you know, if we put metribuzin out the previous season, I don't think that we're going to uh, have any issues uh, from a replant standpoint, coming back with grain sorghum. A lot of times these uh, extended period of times when you see 18 months on a replant interval on a herbicide label, a lot of times that's just because the, the residue work may not have been done Uh, to reduce that interval. And again, uh, you know, we know that we need metribuzin in our soybean system, uh, but with this data that we have, uh, we feel confident that uh, if we're following up from last year's metribuzin application, uh, that we can go ahead and plant grain sorghum on that acre with minimal injury. You know, honestly, I'm more concerned uh, with Flexstar uh, carryover or Femesophen. We see that more common than probably anything else in both corn and grain sorghum. Uh, where we've gone out late with a Flexstar application or maybe doubled up on some hens or overlapped, uh, we see some, can see some severe uh, carryover from Flexstar on corn and grain sorghum uh, in those areas. So I'm more worried about Femesophen or Flexstar than I am uh, Metribuzin at this point. And just to touch briefly on grain sorghum weed control, I know we haven't had a lot of grain sorghum in the state the last several years. You know, number one to me is first, we don't want to plant it in a field where we have Johnson grass or Texas panicum as a main weed problem, because we have absolutely nothing to control those two weeds in a grain sorghum crop uh, with most of the seed that we're planting now. There are new technologies being developed Uh, where herbicides are available to control those species, but there's not much seed on the market for that right now. Uh, And so, you know, at at this time, we'll just recommend not planting in those acres because there's not much uh, available for control there. Number two, we want to plant concept treated seed. And I think this is a given, and I don't know that you can buy grain sorghum without the concept treatment, but we need that treatment to provide protection against dual uh, or metolachlor uh, at planting. And so, make sure the seed has concept treated or is labeled concept treated on the back. Uh, we need to use dual magnum uh, or another Mottola Core product plus Roundup at planting. And the main reason for that is to control any grasses that may be emerged or may be coming up uh, or could come up after uh, planting the grain sorghum. Grass is the key weed uh, in our grain sorghum acre. And we don't have many products that have good activity on grasses, So, uh, at least in our conventional grain sorghum system. So, you know, don't plant fields infested with Johnson Grass Texas Panicum. Make sure you have concept-treated seed. And we need to use a Mottola Chlor or Dual Magnum product at planting, plus Roundup for any grasses that are up. Uh, And then, you know, we'll also provide residual control with that dual. Uh, We can use Atrazine as well with the dual. Here's one thing I'd caution you. Uh, number one, if we get much over a quart of atrazine, we could see more injury to the grain sorghum, especially in cool, wet conditions. So be careful with that. And sandy soils, be careful with that. Uh, but two, uh, ground, uh, grain sorghum is very susceptible to Roundup. And over the years, we've seen a lot of Roundup drift to grain sorghum. If you put that atrazine out pre, then you're locked into grain sorghum or corn that year uh, if you have to fail the stand for whatever reason. So I like dual by itself up front. You wanna put atrazine fine, be careful on sands and watch your rate uh, depending on environmental conditions. Timely post on grasses is important in grain sorghum. So if we have any come up, once the grasses get about three to four leaf, they become tolerant to atrazine for the most part. So we're not gonna get them. Uh, Facet is not very good on on larger grasses. We know that from rice standpoint. So, you know, if we're gonna control grasses, it's either facet or atrazine and they need to be applied to small grasses and that's why we have the dual out there because the metola or the dual is probably one of the better residuals we have uh, for grass control. There are many more options for broadleaves including Husky, uh, again Atrazine. I had several questions this year on Dicamba and, and put this in a blog post earlier that you can check on uh, ArkansasRowCrops.com but but uh, we thought with the new dicamba formulations, Extendamax and Ingenia, the new labels for those this year uh, don't allow other crops other than uh, the Extend or Extend Flex crops. And so, uh, but the Plant Board regulations are written that if a herbicide is labeled for use in grain sorghum, so if there is a dicamba herbicide label for use in grain sorghum, then we can use that herbicide as long as we stick to the buffers. Uh, set forth by the plant board uh, for use of Dicamba in extend crops. So check the plant board website for those rules and regulations. But again, uh, several options for broad leaves, not many for grasses, timely applications Let's spray weeds small. Uh, And again, grass is going to be our biggest concern uh, in grain sorghum. So if you have any questions on this, feel free to text us, write us, email us. Uh, Our information is online again at UADA. EDU, and I want to thank you for listening uh, this week and uh, tune in next week as Dr. Norsworthy will be discussing cover crop termination timing and strategies for control of the cover crop that you have to provide the best protection against weed emergence. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.